this out. Let's pop some docks. This is the Updock Podcast, blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Welcome back to another episode of the Up Duck Podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler Meaden. I am joined by Sir Jeff Ludicky and Matt Jeske. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. 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 We're drinking a uh, Coors Banquet tonight. The original. Oh. Oh, you beat me. Yeah. It's got that, like, the mustard can. We'll put it on camera so we can see it. It's classic. It's, oh, wow. Look at, that. Look at that. 150 years of greatness right there. Dang. <laughs> I don't think I haven't seen that can very often. Yeah. I try to switch it up. I like it. Yeah, great. Matt, what are you drinking tonight? No, nothing for me tonight. Nothing for you? Not even no. water? Uh, just water. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same. Come Same. On, I know, I know, Jeff. Jeff, you gotta you gotta make up for the rest of us. All right. So okay. <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll pause here, run to the fridge and get just grab a couple more. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh on this episode, uh Matt, what are we talking about? Spring training, uh dog training, plans for the summer, plans for the fall. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun topic. It's gonna be a great topic. Uh so let's die let's just dive right in right why why let's not beat around the bush here let's do it okay so um matt what yeah. what are, what are your plans like what do you what do you what do you plan to do with maggie your chocolate lab yep. uh the spring summer and leading up into hunting season from a training standpoint yeah so training um i'm probably not gonna participate in any tests this year but um, i'm in a I'm very fortunate to be in a good group training group on Sunday mornings. So, you know, I'll be going this, this Sunday morning. Um, we work on anything from, you know, marks or concept marks basically, and run challenging blinds on land and water, depending on the time of the year, obviously. Um, and then usually by myself, I'll do a lot of drill work. Um, something that I've been kind of lacking this spring. Usually I'm on top of it, but this year I've kind of fallen behind, but with no tests coming up, I'm not sure what else I'll really work on or need to focus on. I imagine for you, it's going to be a different year with a puppy. Um, there's a lot more going on there. There's a there's a there's a few things going on. That let's um for for people that don't know what tests are, or like how you got involved with your training group. Let's just get. Can you give like a one oh one like what a test? Yes. Like what what is it? What are you referring so to? The the test would be, um, at least when most most people in this game buy their buy their dog. You know, you've got titles and those titles come from these tests. They come from varying levels or degrees um, of challenges that uh, the dog and handler are responsible for. It's definitely mostly on the handler, I'd say. Um, and um, yeah, that, that's pretty much that's the, yes. the dirty on it, basically. It is. And they're like the, the ones that we run are they're meant to simulate actual hunts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very true. Yes. And that's NAVDA, right? It is, uh, NAVDA would be in the, the pointing side of things. That's pointing. Um, okay. Yep. 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 Clearly, be, I don't know anything about these tests. I've heard you guys talk about them a little bit, but never got into the test game. So I'm learning a lot here. That's good, though. That's, I, I mean, that's not everybody does them, though. So right? there's it's NAVDA, a, there's AKC tests as well, right? 
There's AKC and then there's HRC, HRC. which are the HRC. Uh, okay. The primary ones that, that uh, Matt and I run. And that's actually how we met. So, yeah. yep. um, and then how did you, how did you get involved with your training group? So I, I got lucky. Well, I got lucky late. Unfortunately, I missed a lot of good opportunities with my dog in this group and did a lot of single training and that, that kind of set us down a, an interesting path that I've had to fight back for since some things, you know, um, no honoring or that kind of stuff on a, at a year, an early age, which made a huge difference, obviously. But, um, we were members of our local HRC club, um, and through some people there, uh, they were a part of a group that trained on Sundays with uh, some local pros, um, and saw us at a test, actually the one where we got our started title and we're like, Oh, that was ugly. Like we should help these people. They're super nice. Um, like we should reach out to them and see if they want to join. And, you know, I got a text from the trainer and she basically said, like, if you want to come out to the house, we'll meet you, follow us out on the Sunday morning to one of the properties and, you know, started basically back at obedience, even just, you know, really strict obedience, which has paid off obviously over time, but all the things I wish I would have known probably 18 months before that, but yeah, just kind of met people through HRC. And I mean, that's a pretty common story, right? Is join your club and then you start meeting other people and that just kind of webs out and you meet more people and different groups and whatever. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how you can get sucked into the hunt test scheme. If you're not, if you're not familiar with it, you haven't been involved with it. You can, you meet someone who does it and then you maybe go train with them and then you go watch a hunt test and you're like, Oh, maybe I want to try it. And then you start to meet people and it's a really small community. It really is. It's a very, very small community. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think, you know, I've just got a dog with a started title and a season, but on a season pass, but the people I know, like this week at the Grand, I'm reading names of people I know personally, you know, from Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, and I'm checking up on them to see how they did with their dogs and what dogs are running and stuff and just seeing how they, and you know, I don't, I'm not a, not a big fish in this pond at all. And I'm checking up on pros that I've met and personally know who have been super nice to me personally. And I'm just checking up on how they're doing and stuff this week. So it is, a, it is a really small group. It it is. It's it's um it's really interesting. There's a there's a it's a pro that I talk to that I chat with on Instagram every day, like direct messaging because we'd rather do that than actually just exchange cell phone numbers. Um, but uh, you know his dog is now a three time grand champion. We say the grand. That's called the the HRC has this test twice a year. It's called the grand. It's like the Super Bowl of dog events. That's the best analogy. Except for it's a five day Super Bowl. Yes. And uh, you got to be perfect every single day. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Um, we can talk. We can talk like way more about specifics going to a hunt test and maybe bring on a guest to talk about that. It would actually be fun to talk about the NABDA stuff, too, because yeah, I am something. not. I would be no idea. Don't know. I read about it. Yeah. That's yep. it. Yep. Pretty much. Um, you know, but to your point, though, it's it. you can follow along and you follow these people like people are really nice and it's, yeah. it's fun to follow along and see how they do. Yep. Um, okay. So you're going to, you got your Sunday training group. You've got, um, you might run some tasks. You're going to do drills. Like what are you, yep. what skills are you working on with Maggie? So I, I guess we're kind of at a point and I'm not saying you can't keep learning things, but it's a lot of just tune up. So knocking the rust off over winter. So after the hunt season, usually in December, it's, the last couple of years have been still pretty nice, nice enough that there's no snow and we can go to the fairgrounds here and do some drills. And then by January, February, you're kind of taking the time off. And if you're working on stuff, it's around the house. Um, so now we're just working on 
concept stuff. So lining concept stuff at our fairgrounds, it's got gravel paths, right? Every 20, 30 yards, maybe 30 yards. So you got to keep crossing those, let's say on a 200 yard blind, you got to keep driving across that stuff like that. Um, just to keep her sharp and honest, you know, working with me. Um, and then a lot of the drills that involve just like really strict handling, right? So especially on like your angle backs that make it super clean when you're actually hunting or even in a test, um, keeping those, keeping her honest on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah. It's fun stuff. <clears throat> um, okay. All right. And then uh, as far as like, is there, do you have anything written down, anything you want to do with her from a training standpoint? No, I don't. Okay. No, okay. just keep How improving. I think, you know, knowing that this dog was my first one, happy with where she's at. Obviously, I wish I had a different uh, story on our test test career or potential, but I can keep going to, you know, Sunday training and, and working on it, uh, working with her, just knowing that she's teaching me more about, you know, handling a dog than you know, any other dog could. So, um, taking that and then, you know, the next dog and the next dog will be that much better for it. So that's why we keep working on it. Not just to sit around until hunting season. Well, it's, I, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Um, all right. More questions, but let me, let, let, Jeff, Jeff, what, what about you? You're in a different spot because you have a, you have a Vizsla, a yep. pretty seasoned Vizsla. She's hunted a lot. She's, um, um, you know, had a lot of birds shot over. Yeah, shot, she has. Or shot at, if I'm along. Shot at, yeah, that's yeah. true. We don't always connect, but <laughs> maybe that's part of the reason why her retrieving game isn't so great. It's because we tend to miss sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've always kind of taken a, a hunt first approach, I guess, to the the dog training thing. I mean, you guys, and when I say hunt first, I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I didn't do any training with her. Obviously, before we started hunting, I did a lot. Um, but then once once I kind of got her to the point where I could hunt, I was really just spending all of my time doing that as opposed to training, right? Um, where it was just she would learn by experience, I would learn by experience, and just see how it goes. Um, and that's kind of kind of the path that I've taken. I wish I trained more. Obviously, there's there's a lot of things that I wish she did better, but I can't blame anybody but myself. And you know, as long as she meets my expectations, and she does, that's that's really all I all I care about. Um, so yeah, I trained her myself. Um, the biggest thing this summer, I think, that I want to work on, or this off season, I should say, is the retrieving part. Um, she's she's always been a little shy retrieving birds especially if there's other dogs around. Um, I'm sure that lack of confidence is probably just me not, you know, knowing what I was doing when I was training her. Um, and I think the other part is just her sheer bird drive. You know, a lot of times if, if I down a bird, she'll, she'll chase it down, she'll pin it. As soon as I walk over there and she knows that bird's not going anywhere, she's just on to the next one. You know, she's just ready to hunt, wants to find that next bird. So I think that's always been the struggle is getting her to, to slow down and actually retrieve the bird for me. So that's really the big thing that I would be working on this summer for sure. And I think so. I, I, you, I've just, I wrote this down cause this is such a good line. Um, you know, as long, as long as she meets my expectations, that's all that matters. 
right? Like, right. And I don't expect her to be perfect. I don't expect her to retrieve the bird to hand. I, I never worked with her on that stuff, but she can find birds. She points them. She gets them in range where I can get a good shot. And as long as I can go up and, and grab that bird, you know, I'm, I'm happy. So that's, that's really all it is for me. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so important though, because like, um, you know, we, we live in a day and age with social media where you see videos and you see dogs and you see people and you, right. You see highlight reels of these dogs doing amazing things. And it's, it's easy to get into the comparison game. And mm -hmm. like the most important thing is setting realistic goals and expectations for yourself and for your dog. Um, you know, it's like dog training, training, like training your dog is a lot of work, right? Um, it's a lot of things to do. And if, um, you know, like if I only train, you know, my dogs, like a certain amount of time, I'm only not going to, I'm not going to get as much out of them. If I train them, if I train them three days a week versus six days a week, there's just going to be a difference. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's like setting it real, having realistic expectations of yourself and your dog. That's so important. And it's, it's cool. You have that perspective. Um, Jeff, I think it's really good. Um, this summer, are you going to be, are you going to be working on conditioning at all? Are you, do you think you'll get any birds before the season or are you going to just roll into the season? Yeah. I don't know if I'll get any birds. Um, maybe if we get some, some cooler weather at some point before the season starts, I'll do that. But you know, we have a, we're lucky enough to have a small lake behind our house that butts up to some public. So we do a lot of retrieving in the water. Um, just taking her out to swim. Uh, we have a paddle board, so we'll go out there and just kind of paddle the banks. And she just loves chasing frogs and fish, getting muddy. You know, we'll do that for hours, and it just it it tuckers her out. Um, so we do a lot of that. But um, other than that, just you know, some normal walks and do some obedience stuff. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. It's good. Uh, does she swim? Does she like she does. Yeah, she loves the water. Okay. Yeah. And she retrieves really well in the water. You throw a bumper out there, she brings it right back. Um, so yeah, yeah. loves the water. I initially, when we got her, I wanted her to be a dock dog. That was one of the events that I thought would be really cool, especially because those Vishalas have so much speed and burst. Um, I thought she'd be really good at it, but she doesn't quite like going off the dock. So <laughs> maybe I'll have to get out there and just push her off one of these times and see what happens. But just, just throw her. Yeah. But yeah, she loves the water. So we're, we're fortunate, fortunate enough to have that right in our backyard. We can just walk back there and go swimming anytime. So it's nice. That's good. Do you, um, are, does she, um, when it's not hunting season, are you able to keep weight off of her? That's, that's one of the big things that's tough. Um, obviously with the heat, you know, I can't go out and run runner and walk 10 miles out in the field. So we, we do have to watch her calorie intake in the summer. Uh, she generally bulks up a little bit. Um, we spend tons of time outside, but you know, it's just in the backyard or in the woods. It's, you know, she's not getting a lot of, you know, sprinting and, and full speed running and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is a big concern to watch. We got to cut down the treats and we usually give her a little bit less food too in the summer. It's good. It's so it's yeah, it's hard. No, I mean, it's like conditioning your dog is like a real thing. Well, yeah. And it's, it's such a hard balance too. You, I mean, when it's warm like that, you can't, you really can't overexert them. You know, you worry about dehydration and things like that too. You know, it, it's just kind of hard. Yeah. Or being overheated or heat stroke. Cause that's, that's scary. Like that happened, uh, that happened to Mac. It'll be two summers ago now, actually. So 
you know, because that they can kill themselves, literally kill themselves. And what is um, the what was the main symptom that you noticed when when that occurred? Uh, so there was some people at our house, um, and they had some young kids. I was talking to there was like eighty five degree, eighty eighty five degrees, and they had their kids, and they were just throwing a bumper. They just but they're on the side of the house, so I can't really see them. I threw the bumper for like 15 minutes straight in that kind of heat and he just won't, he won't quit. And then Jess, my wife comes over to me and is like, Tyler, Matt can't get up. Like he went over to the bumper to grab it and just fell over. Oh, like man. he just, That's just scary. like collapsed. Yeah. Super scary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Really, really scary. Definite panic, very much panic moment. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, you just don't want to put yourself in that situation. Right. We actually keep a, a little kiddie pool out in our backyard, partially for our kids, but partially for the dog too. She likes to go in there yeah. and splash and cool off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all, I mean, it's also hard though, too. We're talking about conditioning, keeping weight up because I mean, Jeff, you own a Vizsla and I'm probably going to, you know, razz you about it forever because you got to run, you got to run Vizslas for so long. You do for sure. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. It's tough, but, but we make it work. Yeah, 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 you really got to watch the calorie intake and try to try to knock down the treats a little bit if you can. Yeah, um, Matt, what about with with Maggie? Like, obviously, you're typically working a lot, working her yeah. a lot. Um, does she lean out then during the summer? Yeah, she leans out towards the end for sure. I mean, winter is usually her worst case, only because you know, even with us, we walk almost every day. Kelly walks twice a day, staying at home. Um, takes her on every walk but it's not the same as walking in the summer you know we can go down to the park or whatever and walk like miles on the trail it's totally different um, and then you know by the end of summer she's cut down maybe a couple of pounds we keep the diet the same but she might cut down a little bit and then coming into hunting season again she's at about peak fitness i would say by like september because mm -hmm. um, that june july august we're doing the sunday trainings i'm trying to train maybe once or twice a week by myself or whatever and then with the walk, she's pretty much pretty much peaked out there. So right now she's kind of still we're we're getting out of the winter phase here. Good. Yeah. That's yeah, it's it's hard. I like my dog, I just feel like my dogs are out of shape. Yeah. Like they just get tired really easily. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's she gotta, is now. Yeah. You just gotta build up the stamina with them. Yeah. yeah. So um no, it's good. I think um like conditioning is like a big thing. That's like, I think about that. Cause I, I wish, I wish I didn't live in town. I wish I lived in a country with some land and I had like a, you know, a UTV or four wheeler and I could just, you know, you know, dogs yeah. could run every day like that. Um, yeah. you know, keep them in shape year round, but it's just not circumstances do not dictate that. Yeah. Get them in the water more, come over to my house and they can, they can go swimming anytime. I will probably take you up on that actually. Cause that's, that's actually something I'm so Mac is six now. And I think about like mileage and training and stuff and like swimming is easier on joints than well, running on land. Easier. Yep. Yeah. And it keeps them cool in the summer too. It's perfect. Cool. And it wears them out. I mean, yep. you know, I can, you know, if I can, if I'm doing, you know, drills or some type of um, setup on land, that's, you know, it wears them out, but it's not like swimming. Swimming just, I mean, just crushes them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good. I think, um, I think there's, you know, it's interesting. Like everybody's got different approaches and 
you know, like for, for you two, um, and Matt, I'll, I'll ask you first, like how much has your, how much has your training, like your off season training changed with Maggie over the last couple of years as, as your life has changed and evolved? Yeah. I'd say I used to train probably too much, especially when I didn't know what I was doing. And that's probably what led to training too much is like working on stuff and not knowing how to actually work on it. Um, as opposed to now where you've kind of morphed into knowing what to work on and what needs to be brushed up on. Like say Sunday, something, you know, she blows me off on a call or whatever. Well, I kind of know what drill maybe that during the week we need to tune up on. So, you know, I don't really harp on myself so much. It's, it's a lot easier once you're, you know, she's four, almost five, you know, you kind of have a good feel for, for what she knows or what she's capable of and what she should know if she's not doing it. Um, and that kind of dictates what I work on, you know, throughout mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Jeff, how about you? Has anything changed the last couple of years as, as um, Josie's gotten more seasoned? Um, well, like I said, I had started off really hot and heavy training, obviously before I brought her into the field for the first time. But after that, I mean, it's, it hasn't changed much. You know, I'm starting to, you know, focus on, you know, just keeping her fresh with general obedience stuff. I mean, every opportunity that you have with your dog can be turned into a training session. It really can. I mean, just as simple as, you know, you go to the dog park or you go to the just any park, really get the dog out of the truck and whoa the dog or stay the dog, whatever you whatever you use and just walk away, walk away for a few minutes maybe not a few minutes but a little bit and then call the dog to you you know just any any little time that you can get you can utilize as a, a small training session um and that's what i've tried to do that's but, good yeah you're 100 spot on i think everything is training so you know sometimes sometimes uh just thinks i'm a little over the top with some of the things i make the dogs do in the house or the things that like get me really riled up but and, you know, I, I look at it as if you let them do it in the house, why, you know, you could let them get with it in the house. Why would they, you know, why are they required to listen hundred percent of the time outside of the house too? So, um, you know, I get, and I get, I get very anal about training. This is like my, this is my like passion point, I think, cause it's something that I really like doing. Um, yeah. And you had a, you had a perfect example of that just using every opportunity you had when we were at the trade show, you know, we were just walking to the booth. And you were working with Ren as we were walking. You know, it's just those little things like that. Just whenever you have the time, just utilize it. Yeah. And I think, you know, for that specific situation, right? So um, Jeff came down and worked the OKS Hunter trade show um, with with me and some of the other guys from the crew. And in uh, the end of April or the end of uh, March. And, you know, Ren was just eight months at the time almost eight months or just eight months and so like these are like that there's a lot of exposure and stimulation there so i hadn't she hadn't been in situations like that before so while like maybe her heel or her sit or her place is really good when there's not a lot of distractions around here i've got mm -hmm. hundreds of people around different things smells environment she's never been in so this is a time where i'm really focused and looking at her like okay with all of this distraction, right? How do I hold the standard the same? Cause I want, I want to build a bridge in her mind that, okay, we do it, you know, we do it this way at home. We do it this way when we're outside. We do it this way when we're, you know, training at one of the pieces of property that I might go train on. And we do it here with hundreds of people around too. It's gotta be, it's gotta be consistent. 
And mm-hmm. so that's like, that's it. That's the way that I think about it. Um, and you know, that, that was a perfect training opportunity. It really, really was. Um, so and we'll see what, we'll see what, uh, what this dog does this year. Cause I'm just starting to get into like the fun stuff with her too. Like the real, real fun stuff. So, um, if you like, if you follow like a retriever training program, I'm into like what's called the transition phase with her. So she's went through force fetch. We're working on, there's a long ways to go to, to do this build to build run blind retrieves. And I don't think I don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't have any plans to run her in any hunt test this year. Um, that could change because I'm going to be running Mac and I might just sign You're her up there. Yeah, I'm already, already there. there. So, uh, what's another entrance fee? Just what's another, sign up. another $90 down the drain, right? Yeah. So you just send it, send it, just send it. So, um, but I don't, I like, I'm thinking more long-term with her than I did with Mac as Mac was the first one. He's the one how I got introduced to hunt tests and, you know, he was eight months old and running his first test. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, you know, um, my God, he's really good. And then that's when, you know, you start to learn things about your dog. And when, when you, you can think you, th- you may think you have a well-trained dog and then you go run a test where you have no collar and you just stand on the line and it's just you and your dog. And you start to see all the holes in your training. You learn, a, you learn a whole bunch about your dog and yourself there. Um, and it's also, yeah, if you haven't run hunt tests, like it's also one of the most, most nerve wracking things you'll ever do. I was going to um, say, it seems very intimidating to me, right? Oh, it's super intimidating. And yeah. it's hard because it's only on yourself. So at least, yeah. I mean, it's only intimidating to yourself as far as the tests I've run. And even when Kelly ran her and started, the judges and the people, especially in HRC, are the nicest people like to get you through it. Like everybody knows you're nervous. So when you're running started, like I remember, um, I won't drop any names, but there's a particular person who who actually just passed two dogs at the Grand um, at one of our tests. And he like basically got Kelly calmed down. Like she could, he could tell that she was super nervous about running our dog, like this wild chocolate lab. And, you know, he, he's like, you got it. You know, he's super, super nice about it. And, uh, I've never had a problem with any of the judges or anything. They're always looking out for you for, I should say 95% of the time, they're really looking out for you. Like they want you to succeed and do well. So the nerves is on you. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to in in your preparedness. Everybody really wants you to do well. It's, that's awesome it, that there's such a cool community like that. It's it's rare. It seems like a very rare thing to find these days. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. It's it's fun. I think that's what part of it. Like it's like part of the camaraderie of of you know hunt tests and the training groups is what makes it fun. Because like the tests are there. It's kind of like you you set it out there so you have something you're working toward. But honestly, like I'm looking forward to my training group getting back together and starting training more than I am any tests. Like that's fun. Yeah. Um, those are, those are the, the fun time, the really, really fun times. Um, so I, I will run tests with Mac. So Mac, the way, so there's, we mentioned that a couple different organizations, there's the HRC and the AKC and Mac has the highest title outside of the Super Bowl grand piece in the HRC space. And so I started last summer, I flipped over and started to run what's called master in AKC, which is the highest level outside of their Super Bowl in that organization, unless you get into the field trial stuff. And um, I have to pass six tests and I wanted to do four of them last summer. 
and uh i did i ran two so um the time commitment though compared to hrc so it's it's quite a bit different that's a huge that's a huge chunk of time for tests it is because it's four weekends i have to give up when you have to give up four weekends and you have two toddlers at home that's a that's a lot to ask that's that's a lot to ask and so i mean i've already have i already have like i have the days the dates and the tests in Wisconsin all listed out. Jess has seen all of them, right? We already talked about it, right? There's one coming up at the end of May, right? It's literally one month from the day that we're recording this that I might sign Mac up for, um, you know, but I just don't like it's cold though. I don't, I don't know if I can get him ready because I don't, I'm not training like I used to. I don't have the time to train like I used to. Yeah. So um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And then like, I want to get his, you know, master title done and then just, you know, basically like work into hunting season Um, because all of that thing is like all these tests, they're fun. I look at them as, as this is an excuse to like play with your dog when you're not hunting. Like it really is. And then you take your, you don't even realize it when you first do it, but you take your dog to like another level. Um, and I'm doing this hunt test stuff, which is all focused on waterfall hunting. And I, you know, you know, barely waterfall hunted when I, I didn't waterfall hunt when I first got him, but, um, it makes it, it, there's, it translates to other avenues though, because you're, I'm training to such a higher standard that, that I'm out pheasant hunting and I have just such more, I have much more control over him yeah. than, you know, and it's just different. It's very, very interesting. So I say that was two, two interesting points you said about like not waterfall hunting and running tests in my Sunday group, half the people probably out of like, let's say 10, 10 family groups or whatever. Don't some, they, some of them don't even hunt. They just got into dog sports and then it kind of like, you know, wandered through like some obedience type stuff and whatever. And then they found themselves in HRC. And the next thing you know, like, you know, they're running at the grand and they don't even duck hunt. You know what I mean? Like that's so years into it. Yeah. yeah. And they, they don't even, they don't even duck hunt. And I'm over here like trying to hunt as many days a year and get a dog that does like, you know, a third as well as they do, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that is a good point though. Is a lot of people do. I mean, and because it, it does hold your dog to a certain standard though, outside of, you know, outside of the the training world too, mm-hmm. just around the house or when you take your dog out, it, it shows the time you put in, obviously. Yeah. And I think it's like, you have to put in time to do these tests. So then like you're, you're putting in more time, you're just getting a better product in the, at the end. It's very, very interesting. I think the thing, cause I'm thinking about NAVDA now, right? Cause I don't know very much about NAVDA and Jeff, you brought up NAVDA, um, is like, I wonder, I wonder if NAVDA has, has any of that I, where you have people who are like who are running navda tests but maybe aren't hunting or if that's more specific to like the, the lab hunt test world yeah. i'd be curious be very curious now if somebody was going to get into the hunt test game i mean which which one of those whether it be akc navda or hrc would would do you think would be the easiest point of entry for uh, a beginner I can't speak to NAVDA. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I don't want to speak to NAVDA either. I just know from an HRC side, and I've never run AKC, it was just, it was pretty easy to enter. Like we had a local club here, 
I think I would have had to drive a little bit for my AKC club. It was just easier where I live to to go into that. And I think actually that probably does make a difference too, is what what's available to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't if you don't want to drive two hours to a an AKC club and your HRC club's right there, that might make a difference too. And sure. it depends on what you want out of it. I'd say if you're starting, you know, that started or junior title is very similar if you're just trying to enter the the sport. Right. And I know in NAVDA, they call it like a natural ability test. Yeah. That would be yep. similar to that started title, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I've heard with the natural ability test, it's just basically let your dog go out there, let yeah. them have fun, see what their natural ability is to point birds, flush birds, retrieve birds, so on and so forth. Yes. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. It's right there. Are, pretty much every organization seems to have. I'm, I'm, I'm painting with a super broad brush here, which I shouldn't do, but um, like, you know, three levels, essentially, you have your, like your, yeah. your beginner, your middle level and your, your, your top tier. And they all go by different names. Yeah. Um, you know, when HRC it's, you know, started is the beginner season is the middle and finished um, is the top. And then AKC is junior, senior, and then master. And then NABDA, there's natural abilities. And then I don't, um, I can't remember what's after that because I'm not, I don't pay enough attention to it. So NABDA is just primarily pointers then. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. But AKC and HRC, or AKC would be both. HRC is just retrievers. Is that right? You can run a pointer in a HRC test. Oh, you can. can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not it's, what, it's not very popular. It's not something you see that often. Um, so I might get a few looks if I would show up with a, a V at an HRC event. Do it. Yeah, you, <laughs> should do it. Yeah. you should do it. Knocking down the walls. You can. <laughs> hey, I've. Uh, I think I've seen. I, I haven't. I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen. I've heard of of doodles running, like uh, the started or junior tests. Really? Actually. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you can totally do it. Um, it's uh it's fun. It's uh that's my that's my pitch. Um I think um you know like I think about Ren. So right, that's my, that's the puppy for if anybody has hasn't listened to these episodes. Um she's almost nine months now. Actually, it's just nine months now. You know, I'm I, I don't know if I'll actually hunt her in the fall. She'll be um, you know, she'll be one and a almost a half, but I don't know if I'll actually hunt her. Or because of the test piece of it, if I'll keep her out of the field actually, mm-hmm. and just do the test thing, because I'd really, really enjoy that, and I love hunting too. Um, but I have a, I have a very mature seasoned dog who's seen a lot, who's only got a few seasons left. I don't want to make those count. So I'm not sure what I'm gonna. I haven't decided what I'm gonna do, like what I'm working toward, other than just training her um, and giving her skills that will eventually translate to the field. When I take her out. Sure. Yeah, no, I totally understand not not wanting to hunt her um, if the, the test game, if you're really going to focus in with that on her. Not that you can't do both. I've, I know plenty of people that even that mm-hmm. guide and run and, you know, are got their finish title, they're working on their master title. Like you can do it, but I, I totally understand. Yeah, it's, um, it's, how much how much did you hunt maggie matt when you uh yeah well when you first like started training and then like testing Mm, probably more than i should have okay (laughs) based on where where i was with our skill level um because i mean 
to be honest, when I got her, the whole purpose was to pick up birds. That was it. That was the yeah. only reason. And then, you know, the more books you read and whatever, they really nudge you and they're like, you should join a club and at least meet some people, get some tips from some pros, whatever, like expand out. And I really never did want to run tests. And then you see the dogs that can run those tests and you're like, yep, that's that's what I want someday. Like, that's the kind of skills that you want to see. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah, I actually hunted her for a while before we even. I shouldn't say that. I only hunted her like one spring. I get the local pheasant farms here and then ran some tests and then basically got into, into hunting more often with her. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting listening to you guys talk about it. Where it it sounds like if you focus too much on hunting, it can really affect, you know, your dog's performance on a hunt test. Now, do you think focusing too much on a hunt test could affect the performance of your dog in a real world scenario in the field, chasing wild birds? Let's just let's just use that as the example. Matt, you want to go first? That's a tough I, one. Tough I one. I personally huh? haven't had that. Okay. where a test scenario or te- like something that we've trained for has negatively affected us in the field but coming out of hunting season i'd say all dogs that do both hunt and test are notorious for picking up bad habits and and for somebody like me it's because like number one goal picking up the bird maybe okay. it's not running the straightest line maybe it is like if you have to run the bank it's called we'll get that someday like that's something that happens all the time in a hunting scenario it's the shortest distance and it's the fastest way to get the bird. And I know plenty of people that allow their dogs to do it, but you know what comes spring, like that won't get you a pass in a test. Yeah. Like, See in the waterfall in game, the water. waterfall game, it seems like it's a little bit more straightforward, right? Where it's just the goal is to pick up a bird, but in the upland space, you know, where you're, you're having mm-hmm. planted birds versus wild birds. It seems like that's where that experience in the field can really you know that lack of experience in the field can really hurt a dog that primarily focuses on hunt tests right yeah i can see that yeah yeah Yeah. no it's that's absolutely because the wild you know wild birds are much different than pen raised birds that are going to be planted in a test especially Mm -hmm. for um you know the especially for dogs that are running maybe like upland tests or pointing tests whatever right whatever it is so it's 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 interesting because like hunt tests to like train it to various levels of hunt tests you you have to teach your dog like certain skills they have to be able to do certain things mm-hmm. which will benefit them but if they're lacking nat like real world hunting experience because they've only tested I, they, I, th- there is a learning curve there like there is a learning curve for sure yeah because it is it's so different when you're actually hunting versus um when you're when you're like when you're testing or training for testing right it's just it just it just is things are things happen faster Mm -hmm. um you know like you're looking at the bird you're all excited you're not paying attention to your dog you know it's just it's things are it's crazy it's fun it's so fun um but yeah it's just just different Um, so it sounds like it's i mean at least for you guys it's trying to find that balance right trying to find the balance between Mm -hmm. you know since you guys love doing the hunt test but you also love to hunt in the field finding the right balance with your dog that that makes sense yeah yeah 
And I think, um, you know, for me, like I train, I'll usually, I train like really hard, probably like, well, it used to be April. Um, two years ago was like, I started in March, you know, March, like hit it really mm-hmm. hard. Um, now it's more like, yeah, I think, you know, about May is when we're going to hit it hard. May, June, July, we'll get through like some tests in August maybe. And then I get a little burned out. I tend to burn myself out. And then I just kind of like slow it way down and just try to yeah. get them exercise, lead more exercise and give them, give them breaks um, yeah. leading up into uh, actual hunting season. So, um, but there is, there is a balance for it because, okay. Right. Jeff, you said, right. You got, you got Josie to basically, you know, chase pheasants, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, Matt, um, I just wrote this down. You got a dog to pick up birds, yeah. right. I got Mac to, to get, just to get a, just to get a dog. Right. And I was like, well, if it chases birds, I'll be really happy then. I'm not sure if it will. Right. And then you kind of like, depending on where you go, your experiences, the people you meet, it leads you into different avenues. Yeah. Like we all got a dog for the same purpose, which was to hunt. And the hunt tests are fun. We spent a lot of time talking about them, but at the end of the day, like they're great. They're fun. Like I have a, I have a hunting dog or a gun dog to go out and hunt. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's the end. Now Ren's a different story. Cause that's, I'm like a, down a different path here. So that's a whole nother, like, you know, she's laying behind me sleeping right now. She's just a different, she's a different dog. I don't know. I don't know. I do like her, but <laughs> sometimes. The verdict's not out yet. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> that kind of rolls into the next topic of discussion, I guess, is what are what are your hunting goals for 2023? Tyler, you can start with Ren and Mac. I know you said you probably won't hunt Ren possibly, but what about for Mac? What's your specific goal that you have? Uh, my specific, I'm going to put for, for hunting goals for Mac, I want to write down like a certain bird amount that I want him to pick up. I think that's what I want to do for this year, which is going to require me one to like, make sure I get out enough to hit that goal Two, Yeah. Two to also hunt with people who can shoot so that, you know, I ensure that (laughs) birds are hitting the ground. (laughs) Well, don't call me up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when me and you get together, there's, there's I know a, probably a, there's a lot of missing going on, but that's that's okay. I know, I know. And then we rubbed off on Matt too one time. Yeah. Like, just the first day. I don't <laughs> right. know. Oh, well, um, he had a sling and you know, the wrong choke and all kidding. that. Yeah, was, I know. It was a mess. <laughs> I think um, you know, like I wanna I wanna write that down. I just need to get out and do more do more upland hunting, do more pheasant hunting this year. With okay, them. so it doesn't matter what it is, a duck, a pheasant any any upland bird doesn't matter you just you have a you're going to come up with a number that's your goal that's my goal for mac cool and we'll and i'll like train all summer and we'll like you know work on more skill refinement there isn't there's anything i'm going to teach him new at this point i just have to show him more and just refine his skills to make sure they're nice and make sure he's nice and sharp essentially okay on everything um yeah ren I don't know. I need to hunt her a little bit, but also I, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not, you I'm gotta not try sure. It. You got to try it. It depends. It depends where she's at and where I, what I end up setting as the goal based on what she shows me this summer and what she can. And do. you've, you've introduced her to, to gunfire already, correct? Gunfire birds. Um, yes. Yep. So she said the thing, the hole right now that I have to 
not a whole the thing I have to shore up is I have to start using more birds and training with her. Um, when she was young, I got her introduced to birds and I can only do so much until she got rid of her uh, puppy teeth. She was just a little shredder. I'm like I only going to set up bad habits if I keep, you know, mm. you know, giving her birds or training with birds around her because she just will skin them. I mean, or pluck them. I mean, she just, oof. um, you know, I had a, I have a frozen pheasant in my freezer and I tossed that out here just last week. I'm like, I didn't really need to get, I'm done force fed. I've gone through the whole process, right. But I've only been using bumpers. I haven't proofed it with birds. And so, um, she picked that up. That was great. I'm like, okay, good. Awesome. We're looking good here. So, but I needed, I just need to train more with birds with her, which means I have to get more birds into my freezer to sit on top of like my produce and, you know, frozen meats and everything. <laughs> now, do you have any training goals for yourself when it comes to being a handler? Uh, I want to, I need to get max master hunter title done. Okay. And I'll be the hunting retriever champion master hunter. And then, there's just one more, one more goal to check off for 2024 with him. And then that'll be a wrap on his hunt test career. He's got his upland title too, right? He's got his upland hunting title. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That pretty much checks all the boxes. Yep. Yep. And the last one will be to run the grind with him and that'll be it. That's it. Awesome. Matt, yeah. Yeah. what about you? What are your, what are your goals for Maggie this, this upcoming season? I mean, with the boat, we'll see what the river does this year, um, being like historically high right now. I don't know how far that's going to come down by September, but um, just hunt as much as last year, if not a little bit more. You know, I wasn't ready for teal season, and that's a lot of easy birds, I'd say, that, you know, I could get her to pick up. I'd like to get out there a couple times opening. A lot day, harder opening to hit weekend. those things. Though. Yeah, yeah. Fast yeah. food, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so get out there more often and um, – I think I only went to our local pheasant place once, maybe go another time. I, I just like the, I don't know, it, it's easier for her, but she enjoys it just as much as if we were sitting in the boat or walking public land. I mean, if she can pick up 10 or 12 birds instead of maybe one or two, you know, she's earned it after the year. So I, I kind of owe it to her to, to maybe get out there a little bit more. Um, but I don't have a number or anything. I'd love to pick up more than last year. I mean, that'd be the goal, right? But right. I don't think I have anything set necessarily. Yeah. Nice. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Last, last but not least here. I think my hunting goal with Josie this year would just be to try a different type of a bird, whether it be an upland bird or maybe even sneak her out on like an early season goose or duck hunt um, when it's a little bit warmer out. If I could get her to stay still, that'd be the that'll be the hard part. But I'd love to try grouse. Um, that's kind of one of my things I want to try this year is get up into the Northwoods and, and see how she does with grouse. I'm, I'm very curious to see how her pheasant experience transitions into the grouse woods. Um, now I was just out turkey hunting last weekend and just listening to grouse drum constantly all day long, just really got me motivated to try to get up there this year. So I think that's my, that's my primary goal is to, to get her out on some grouse. That's a great goal. And I would really love to witness that transition as well. I mean, those things, they scare the shit out. I don't even know if I'll be able to get a shot off, to be honest with you. The couple of times I've flushed those things, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I flushed them hiking up north and it's, it's, it catches you way off guard. Yeah, I mean, a rooster gets you that way louder in the woods. 
what do they say? Like a typical day in the grouse woods is you see 50 grouse, you get shots at three of them and you maybe get one. Like that's, that's really your typical day in the grouse woods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jeff, when I, when I said, I really would like to witness that transition as well, that, that meant like, I want to witness it in person. Oh so. uh, yeah. I, I, I gathered that. Okay. Maybe, all we right, can get, all right. maybe we can get Matt up there too. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> let's make it, let's make it two trips this year, right? There, there we go. Northwoods and uh, back to Iowa. Yeah. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. And we may have to do a little, maybe we need to combine this Iowa trip with a little waterfowl hunting too this oh. time. That, that would be a good time. Oh man. Yeah. That'll work. This. Now we just have to, uh, you know, somehow uh, get those, pe- those plans past the, uh, powers that be in our various yes, households yes <laughs> for sure oh all right um anything we're missing guys i feel like we've we've hammered this pretty good with what we're working on no i covered everything yeah nothing for me yeah all right that's a wrap then i think um for anybody listening if you have you know different thoughts opinions or just want to share what you're working on with your dog uh, you can go ahead and hit us up on social media. We are on the gram and the TikTok. Uh, Upduck or Upduck Co. would be the, the handle based on where you're at. Just send us a message. We're happy to, to interact. Um, you know, and then otherwise, you know, send us a, just find out a way to get in contact with social media. So we can use way. Um, if you like this podcast and you want to leave us a review, that's fantastic. Go ahead and do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And then uh, otherwise, we will uh, look forward to uh, another episode from you very, very soon on another uh, fun topic as we talk about dogs, ducks, and birds. <laughs>